You're listening to Tech Talk Daily. We interview the visionaries behind today's best tech startups. Get insights and advice from entrepreneurs that have experienced the tech scene firsthand. Visit us at techtalkcast.com. Here I have um, Selchuk from Boot Stable. Um, Selchuk, would you like to explain your concept to the audience? Sure. Uh, so Boostable is an advertising company uh, designed for marketplace sellers. So the problem that we're solving is uh, there's a lot of sellers that make money on marketplaces like Etsy, Airbnb, Eventbrite, and eBay. So they sell their products and services. However, uh, they don't have convenient tools to buy advertising online through channels like Facebook and Google. Uh, so what we do is we make buying ads for these sellers very easy uh, by partnering and integrating with their online marketplace. So we, for example, we partner with Etsy so that we can provide a plug-and-play advertising tool to the sellers on Etsy. So they would all they have to do is just enter their email and marketplace URL, uh, and in a matter of minutes they can preview and launch their advertising campaigns. And plus, uh, we show them results on their performance uh, via the integration that we have with the marketplace. So that's what we do for the sellers and the benefit that we have for the marketplace partner, in this case marketplaces like Etsy or Airbnb, is that we are growing their marketplace with advertising dollars spent by their sellers. So it's essentially free advertising. And uh, since the marketplaces are so incentivized, uh, to get their sellers to buy ads, they promote Boostable uh, to their entire seller base. So an interesting concept. Um, why are you doing it and uh, kind of how did you come up with it? Uh, so I'm a serial entrepreneur in advertising technology here in Silicon Valley. Uh, the last company that I founded is uh, called Socialwire, which works with a lot of big retailers like Zappos and Gilt to automate their Facebook advertising. So when I was running SocialWire, I was selling advertising to a lot of these big retailers, but one type of retailer that was really difficult uh, to sell paid advertising to uh, was online marketplaces like Ticketmaster and Eventbrite and Etsy. Because the problem that these marketplaces have is they have very tiny margins. They make very little money when someone buys their products and a lot of the money goes to the seller. So it's really difficult for these marketplaces to pay for the advertising themselves. They would like actually their sellers to buy the ads. So when I looked at it, it was like a really obvious opportunity because uh, there was no company uh, that was kind of partnering with these marketplaces to provide advertising tools to their sellers. So most of the advertising companies you see out there is, are built to take the money from the retailer and there's no advertising company that's actually built to kind of enable this transaction where the seller pays for the ad, which is actually a win-win situation for all the parties involved. So I realized this was like a very good idea because if you made it work for the seller, the marketplaces would actually open the floodgates and start promoting you to their sellers. And as I was doing more research, I realized while what we're doing at Boostable is very new uh, to digital advertising, uh, this business model exists in the offline world uh, and it's called cooperative advertising. So whenever like a merchant wants to sell on Walmart, uh, they actually have to provide extra dollars to be placed in their store and their catalog. is like the same exact business model and it's $150 billion market. Uh, but nobody was really doing this online. Uh, so we're basically trying to take these like offline catalogs into Facebook ads.
So it's actually a massive industry, isn't it? It's a massive industry. Uh, so like the industry is called cooperative advertising. So whenever like a supplier, merchant or brand is giving money to a retailer or a marketplace to get additional promotion, uh, either in store, in a catalog or online, this is called cooperative advertising. And uh, it's a 150 billion industry, but less than 2% is actually online. Yeah. So there's a tremendous opportunity. And the reason why it's very little is that there's been no company so far to provide this plug and play scalable solution so that like any merchant or brand can actually participate in these campaigns very easily online. Okay. And um, talk to us a bit about your background and your story. So where did you come from and what is your journey to the current stage? Sure. Uh, like yourself, I'm Turkish. Uh, <laughs> I grew up in Istanbul. Uh, I studied computer science uh, at Koç University, which is kind of like an established private university over there. And then uh, after graduating as valedictorian, I moved to Italy. Uh, I studied product design at Politecnico di Milano, and I also went to the conservatory and studied music production. And then got a Fulbright fellowship and came to New York. And as a grad student, I worked with Dr. Jim Handler uh, on Semantic Web, who and Jim actually invented Semantic Web with Tim Berners-Lee. Wow. So I worked on the, with those guys, and then after uh, my Fulbright, I actually had to go back to Turkey, because the whole thing about a Fulbright Fellowship is just like this like really prestigious scholarship that the government pays for, but then they expect you to kind of uh, go and be a cultural bridge and kind of share your experience with your home country. So I went back to Turkey, started my first company over there. So this is my third company. Uh, my first company was called Iletken, which is a Turkish name. And what it, uh, what it did was this recommendation engine for online retailers. So when you go to Amazon, you get these product recommendations, right? So that's kind of hard to do for other online retailers. So we built a SaaS platform that enabled other online retailers to do this very easily. But of course, I've seen challenges in kind of growing a tech company in Turkey because the market wasn't as big, it was tough raising money. So I decided to come back to Silicon Valley this time around and start, uh, and I had this vision of SocialWire and my vision was you could build a much better recommendation engine using Facebook data. So kind of whenever you log in with Facebook, you share your interests and demographics with the application or website. So I was like, why don't we use this data to personalize and give product recommendations? So I moved out to Silicon Valley and in just a few months, I raised $2 million from a lot of the top VCs, uh, like first round capital, soft tech and 500 startups and built out a team in San Francisco. Um, and so built out the company and one, one thing that we realized on, on the go was that so we built this interesting technology which could uh, match your Facebook information to products automatically. Um, but what we realized is selling this to really big retailers was difficult because you would expect like a Zappos or Walmart to change their website to enable your personalization experience. So we realized that was really difficult to sell. Uh, but we realized instead of personalizing the website with these product recommendations, why don't we advertise these products, right? Because essentially we're matching Facebook data to product catalogs and we're like, hey, let's actually advertise these products automatically. And that's what SocialWire became. Um, so today it works with a lot of big retailers like Neiman Marcus, Zappos, QVC, um, and others uh, to automate their product advertising in personalized ways on Facebook. So I built that company out. Uh, and then hired a team and a CEO and I had this idea about Boostable 
and I had also an opportunity to uh, partner with my former nemesis, Alex Chang, who was my uh, competitor at my last company, but we were kind of like frenemies. <laughs> uh, we really wanted to work together, but we were competing. Uh, at that point in time, Alex uh, had founded this company called SocialAmp, and he had sold it to Merkle. Uh, and so he finished his time at the company. Whenever a company buys you, you, wanna, you have to work there for a little while. So, and I was looking to build the next gig and we got together, talked about, about a bunch of ideas, and we felt Boostable was like a no-brainer, and we knew a lot about the advertising space. So we started Boostable uh, back in November. Uh, so far, we've raised $3 million for the company. Uh, we were part of Y Combinator's uh, winter 2014 class, and we finished it as one of the kind of top companies that are coming out of that class. And today, we work with several online marketplaces like uh, Airbnb, CrowdTilt, um, uh, Eventbrite, and others to enable their sellers to buy advertising. Okay, and what was the most challenging part of your journey? With Boostable or throughout the entire journey? Oh, with Boostable. With Boostable, um, that's an interesting question. I think it's too early to say that. Uh, there's always challenges, for example, like in Silicon Valley, especially building a world-class team is really difficult. Uh, even though there's world-class people, there's a lot of startups and a lot of talent, so there's really high co competition for really good talent. But I think we really succeeded in uh, putting together an amazing team of 12 people in San Francisco. So another thing that was, I think one thing that was a challenge was what we're doing at Boostable is like very applicable across many, many marketplace verticals. And what I mean by a vertical is like, so Boostable can help Airbnb, Eventbrite, and Etsy at the same time, right? Yeah. So helping a seller on Etsy or a host on Airbnb and like a crowdfunder on Kickstarter are like very different things. Yeah. So, and if you can basically even help like a restaurant on Yelp promote their Yelp listing through our platform. So what we've basically felt that there was like so much opportunity that we could basically scale this out too and like help these advertisers all over the place. Uh, and it sounds really exciting uh, to kind of think about these things, but one thing that was really challenging is basically kind of really focusing on just a few verticals uh, to execute faster. So we spent uh, like quite a bit of time kind of doing a lot of customer development, working with all these verticals and figuring out what they want. But we've recently uh, figured out that we need to really focus on a few core verticals and kind of ramp up the revenues and then kind of tackle these verticals one by one. That was kind of like a challenge and uh, solution that we've had to kind of like focus on a specific vertical. Okay. And um, what stage are you guys at right now? So what is the most recent yeah. news that you have for us? Uh, so we recently raised $3 million of seed financing, which is like a big seed, right? Yeah. Uh, and um, some other news are we've hired some really uh, key hires. Uh, one of them is Adam Chapaz, who was most recently head of strategic accounts at uh, Media Math, who is this really big programmatic advertising company. Uh, he has partnerships, and we've also um, hired uh, Robin Fu from Facebook and formerly Gilt um, to head marketing at Boostable. Uh, and she was basically a product marketing manager for products like the uh, Facebook Power Editor at Facebook. So those are like a few key hires that we made. And uh, we basically partner with several big marketplaces like Airbnb, Eventbrite, and Tilt. So those are kind of 
few of the recent wins on the side of Boostable. Awesome, awesome. So now I'm going to go on to the more like kind of personal questions, and um, sure. they're, they're quite funny as well. Well, some of them are. Um, well, for me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, three apps that you live with every day, and one app that you've deleted. Oh, okay. Um, so three apps that I live with every day. So I'm going to say Uber and Lyft. Uh, I'm going to kind of classify them into one application. Because uh, while I kind of prefer Lyft to Uber, uh, I basically i am trying to get the first car that's available. So I use it pretty much every day. Another application that I frequent is Facebook. Because I mean, I've built a few Facebook companies and a lot of my friends are on Facebook and it's just a habit. Um, another app, iPhone application or like a mobile application that I always use is Mailbox. Uh, which is like a, another type of kind of mailing application, which uh, I find uh, particularly useful. Um, so those are three apps uh, that I use all the time, and an app that I have deleted, which is a good question. I'll say Outside Lens because I downloaded the Outside Lens application, which is like a festival in San Francisco, and the uh, festival was gone, so I deleted the app. <laughs> so that's going to be a boring answer. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. Um, okay, so um, moving on, who do you look up to? Like, who who do you see as a pioneer in the industry? Uh, good question. So I basically, uh, I'm not going to say kind of Steve Jobs or Elon Musk because like they're awesome people, but like again, they wouldn't really be very definitive of who I look up to because everybody looks up to them. Um, I mean, I I think I've had some mentors uh, that were kind of really helpful to me and that I kind of go, go to for advice in the industry uh, time to time. So some of these folks are uh, Scott Rafer, who's a serial entrepreneur who's built a number of companies and uh, who are basically invited to my board. So I work with him pretty closely and I kind of look up to him and um, get his advice on a lot of things. And another person that's been, that's done really well in the advertising space would be, I don't know, it's a tough question. So I'll just say Scott Rafer and also kind of give you the classic names, like people who've been kind of pushing to build large companies essentially. Okay, no, that's, that's a cool one because I've, um, I've actually never heard of Scott Rafer. Um, mm -hmm. uh, okay, so what, mm -hmm. what is your favorite book and why? Uh, what is my favorite book and why? Um, so I'm going to give you one um, kind of favorite business book and one favorite um, non-business nerdy book. Um, one of my favorite business books that kind of got me to kind of understand more about the entrepreneurship stuff, it was uh, Guy Kawasaki's Art of Start. Uh, so I basically kind of read that when I was kind of more like a computer science student type person, which was kind of interesting to understand. It's like a good generalistic uh, introduction to all things startups um, and kind of startup thinking, which I, I, found it, I found quite valuable when I was kind of first getting to build startups. And um, another one that's going to be very geeky is like I recently uh, basically read Darth Plagueis, which is kind of like an expanded Star Wars um, universe book which kind of goes back uh, and explains how the whole Star Wars things started so those would be 
two books cool very different choices but exactly but i like it i like it um okay uh what is your favorite quote or story that you've heard from another person hmm interesting so um let me just think about it for a sec what is my favorite quote or story about another person Hmm. No, no, it could be from another person. So okay. something that another person has said in a speech or anything like that. Hmm. Uh, that that's a tough one. Can I skip this one? I I don't think I'm going to be able to come up with an answer for that one right okay. away. Okay. What is your pet hate? Uh, what is my what? Pet 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 um pet hate or pet peeve. So uh, as a second language english speaker i'm gonna ask you what that means <laughs> it means um your biggest hate like what what really annoys oh. you what really annoys me hmm uh, when i'm basically like I, I tend to basically kind of uh give speeches and kind of talk at conferences and keynotes sometimes and like i want people kind of or at meetings or, or board meetings when people kind of stick to their mobile phones or their laptops that's kind of annoying because you're basically kind of out there talking and people are kind of sticking to their screens. Another thing, that similar thing is like, uh, same thing also happens at shows. Uh, like, I've, I'm also a singer-songwriter. I play shows in, here and there. And like, people kind of uh, playing with their phones or taking pictures and stuff like that is similarly annoying um, to people doing that thing at meetings. Yeah, I can imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, a piece of... Um, could you give us a piece of advice to startups out there or new startup founders? Yeah. Um, I, I basically, it's like, it's like I all have friends who are basically trying to build startups. And one thing, one really common thing that I've found is kind of fear of launching. Um, so if, if one thing I think is going to really make a difference is uh, if you have an idea, figure out like how to launch it right away and kind of get it in front of customers and I kind of talk to customers instead of kind of theorizing uh, internally and trying to figure out how to build like the perfect shiny product. Um, so I think my main advice to people who are building startups would be like get something out there, put it in front of the hands of customers, and especially if you're building a consumer product, get feedback and iterate or change what you're doing pretty fast is what I would say. Okay, and if you could go back and change one thing, what would you change in the history of your company? Hmm. Um, let me think. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I think kind of related to the challenge that I said, I think we would have kind of focused on just a few verticals early on. Is kind of what one thing that I would have changed, or basically, the, I would basically make the company much more vertical focused uh, once we basically immediately after we started, because I think we that would have basically given us more traction early on. Okay. Um, all right. Now we're going to go on to the fun bit. So um, quiz. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay. there's going to be three questions I'm going to ask you, and um, don't worry if you get them wrong because it's only a bit of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so, shall we get started? Sure. Okay. Now for quiz time. Which social network was founded in 2006? Hmm. Okay, I, I think the trick question is Facebook, and it's not Facebook because it's in 2004 or something like that. Um, which social network was founded in 2006? I'm going to say Twitter. 
correct. Where is the Large Hadron Collider located? Uh, say again? Where is the Large Hadron Collider located? I don't know what a Hadron Collider is. <laughs> uh, CERN is your clue. Oh, okay, Switzerland. Okay, um, correct. What tech company is named after a member of a legendary race of female warriors? Its name is also synonymous with a parrot typically found in Central and South America. Can you repeat the question? What tech, what tech company is named mm -hmm. after a member of a legendary race of female warriors? Its name is also synonymous with a parrot typically found in Central and South America. Uh, Amazon. Correct. Okay, so you got all three correct. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Nice. All right, what do I get? <laughs> uh, three out of three. <laughs> I'll send you results after. All right, um, cool. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so, yeah, that, so that's the end of the interview. Um, yeah. I hope you enjoyed it. I mean, you've yeah, actually offered fun. some awesome insight and i'm sure like people out there will kind of heed your advice and uh when doing their own uh startup so uh, thank you very much for coming on thanks for having me thank you for listening to tech talk daily visit us now at techtalkcast.com